Imagine this. A fairy tale summer, blue and wild. Skinny dipping in the Salish Sea with a trail of phosphorescence in your wake. Sunburnt shoulders, salt sticky hair drying in the twilight as the stars come out. The kind of summer you hold in your heart for the rest of your life. The last best summer. A summer summoned in vivid technicolor decades later with the flash of a song that soundtracked your late night drives. The briny smell of the ocean wafting through hot concrete streets on your way to a job you never imagined yourself having. Your own daughters slinking home after curfew with their weed-reddened eyes and wine-cooler breath. That summer, for us in Oroville, was the summer of 1999. Thorny branches so heavy with blackberries, they brushed the ground. The air so warm, the sound was balmy enough to swim. Old-timers worried the heat wave heralded the end of the world. The rest of us greased our bodies with copper tone and lay out on our lawns to bronze. Our summer was the most epic party summer of anyone who ever lived. We knew no other summer would ever match. We felt sorry for everyone who came after us, who would never know our glory. The football players driving their pickup trucks shirtless to the woods out behind town at sunset. Their cabs stuffed with cases of Rainier and their truck beds with cheerleaders. The grunge kids in their dad's flannel shirts. The theater kids belting lines from Oklahoma. The valedictorian looking over her shoulder as if her college acceptance letters would catch her with a jury-rigged bong built out of empty five-gallon milk containers. The stoners, showing up late as always, their pockets bulging with plastic baggies. That summer. Our summer. The last free summer before adulthood closed in. And then Clarissa Campbell disappeared. Orville's a small town. Everybody knew Clarissa. We all knew Brad Bennett, too. The head cheerleader and the captain of the football team. A story you already know. Clarissa was gorgeous, a limber executor of flawless pikes. Brad had a strong arm and a chiseled face. They moved through the world together in a cloud of their own beauty. We expected great things of them. Reality television, maybe. A career in Hollywood. Brad would go on to play for a team. Which team? We didn't think about it too hard. We didn't think about much of anything that summer, except how to find the next party. Until the night Clarissa vanished from the forest. After that, all we thought about was Clarissa. The whole country thought about Clarissa. You remember the headlines. A community mourns in mystery. Unexplained disappearance of small-town girl captures the heart of a nation. Cheerleader's boyfriend questioned in Washington State disappearance. Still no answers for Beauty Queen's family. Where is Clarissa Campbell? Clarissa's perfect face, plastered across newspapers from Washington to West Virginia. Clarissa on the evening news. Clarissa's white teeth and blue eyes. Clarissa's long, blonde hair. Endless speculations on Clarissa's lost future, what she might have become. All of them futures none of us could remember her wanting when she was real. No body ever found. The mystery never solved. Even without blood and violence, without answers, her name stayed in circulation. After the headlines came the late-night TV specials, the dramatic reenactments with B-list actors, the straight-to-video feature starring a round-cheeked actress who later overdosed in the bathtub of a much more famous married actor. Yes, we watched them all. Despite all this, the details are blurry for those of us who were there. 
The darkness is heavy out in those woods. We had a bonfire, but its glow didn't stretch far, and the forest goes on for miles. Most of us were pretty drunk. Here's what we told the police we knew. Clarissa Campbell was crying. Clarissa Campbell was so wasted, even the freshmen noticed. That part didn't make people. Clarissa and Brad weren't speaking. One of us was pretty sure she saw Brad with his tongue down Rini Munoz's throat at some point that night, but she kept that to herself. Rini? She's not even that pretty. Did he lose his mind? The king and queen were over. Clarissa had never ugly cried in public before. Clarissa's mascara was smeared. Clarissa would have been mortified if she'd known. We looked away out of respect. We could give her that much. We could pretend we didn't notice. We weren't happy to see her fall. We liked her. She was nice. Most of the time. None of us saw Clarissa leave the party. And none of us saw her again. And in our hearts, we know no one will. Because that's one thing we're sure of, though we'll never say it out loud. Clarissa Campbell, wherever she went that night, is dead. And the last person who saw her is the person who killed her. We don't know who, not for sure, but we have a few ideas. And we know this much. Everybody loves a dead girl. Thank you for listening to the prologue from the Missing Clarissa audiobook by Ripley Jones. To hear more teasers, check out wherever you listen to podcasts and download the full audiobook wherever audiobooks are sold.